Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. You are listening to episode 90 of the show, and I'm your host, Mackenzie, and I'm so, so glad that you are here today. Before we dive in, I want to take a second to thank a sponsor who is helping to make this show possible. Today's show is made possible by Green Kid Crafts. Green Kid Crafts delights tens of thousands of kids across the world each month with fun, creative, and eco-friendly art and STEM activities delivered to your door through a monthly subscription. Every month's box is packed with multiple engaging activity kits designed to foster a child's creativity and confidence. As a mom-owned, nurse-friendly company, Green Kid Crafts is carbon neutral and they use only sustainable, safe materials in all of their products. They're proud to give back a portion of every sale and to provide flexible employment opportunities to working parents. Use the link in the show notes to shop Green Kid Crafts today. So I am so excited to have who I think are my youngest guests ever on the show today. That is, of course, if you don't count when my kids interrupt me during my interviews. So welcome on the podcast with me, Peyton and Bridget, two proud coyotes from the University of South Dakota who are also some of the youngest business owners I know. Peyton, Bridget, and their other co-founder, Ashlyn, are on the journey of starting a business that's all about making thrifting easier and more accessible for everyone. Y'all know that I love me some secondhand shopping, so when I heard about this business, I was super excited to learn more. I have plenty of people tell me they don't like to thrift shop because it's too hard or I'm just really good at it or something like that, but these three ladies are here to put a stop to all of that. Today, you get to hear what inspired Bridget to first come up with this business idea and how a competition at their school truly transformed the trajectory of their lives. It's such a fun and inspiring story, and you're going to want to follow along with their journeys and with Fomento after you hear about it. While you're listening, don't forget to check out the show notes so you can find the links to connect with them and with me. That's also where you can find the buttons to leave a rating and a review for the show. I talk about this every week, but did you know that less than 3% of listeners actually do this? That is such a sad statistic, so please help me to beat the numbers. Ratings and reviews help more people to find the show, and they help those in need because I actually donate money for every review I receive. Leave a review and also make sure you're subscribed so that you know when my next episode is out. All right, friends, here is my interview with the CEO and Chief of Communications for your new favorite business, Fomeno. Welcome, Bridget and Peyton. All right, Peyton and Bridget, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Mackenzie. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on today. I want you both to introduce yourselves. You're not in the same room, so I'll tell you, let's have Peyton go first and Bridget go after. Introduce us to you both. Sure, yes. My name is Peyton Riz, and I am originally from Winnipeg, Manitoba, up in Canada, but came down to the University of South Dakota to do my undergraduate degree because I was recruited there for triathlon. So that's kind of where my journey began and where I got to meet Bridget and all of this started. So I'm just like really grateful that kind of triathlon and that sport led me to that school where it's become more than just the school that I do triathlon, but the school that has become like where all my family and friends are and where we've started this business. And I've got to be a part of Bridget and Ashlyn's fam too. So that's just a little background on me. My undergraduate degree is going to be in communication studies. I originally was Mm -hmm. in medical biology, but I just switched this semester. So it's been like a total flop in um, degrees, but I'm really excited about Mm -hmm. it and really love, really love the major so far. So. Oh, that's awesome. I was a communication undergrad also, and I think it's a really fun major. So that's nice. Yeah, I love that I can like actually talk in class now instead of just 
listening to a lecture and like having to sit there and just listen to notes. Now I can just talk people's ears off, which I love to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, I I switched majors a couple of times too. I think most people do, but I switched majors a couple of times and I was like, I should have known I would like communication because I just like to talk. So that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, Bridget, how about you? Yes. So my name is Bridget Blody. I'm originally from Rapid City, South Dakota. So the other side of the state where Peyton and I go to school. I studied sustainability in college. I originally also started off on that pre-med track, but Fomeno kind of altered things and just started to really create some clarity in my desire to pursue sustainability. And I also took classes in the business spectrum too. So kind of business and sustainability was where my degree was. Okay, cool. And you also do triathlon, right? So I run track and Peyton does triathlon. And then the Ashlyn that she mentioned earlier, she's one of our co-founders as well. And she did cross country and track. So we kind of just all met within that athletic space at the University of South Dakota. Okay, awesome. Yes, I love that. All student athletes. What's your guys' mascot again? We're the coyotes. The coyotes. The coyotes. Go coyotes. Okay. And I, I I, told you guys this, but I have to give a shout out to my uncle on this podcast, who is also a coyote. He played football at South no Dakota a long time ago. But yeah, yes. he was the one who, he's like a very proud alum. You know, he goes back and sees the campus and everything. And he forwarded me an email that he got like from the alumni database or something like that. And he was like, I think you like thrift shopping, so you would like this. And it was the video of you guys and kind of your story. And I was like, that's awesome. And that's ultimately how we got connected. So shout out to Uncle Brian for that one. (laughs) And yeah, go Coyotes. Yes. (laughs) Love the Yoke community. Love it. Yes. That's that's so so fun. fun. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, uh, Bridget, you mentioned you are studying sustainability, which is pretty cool that they have even majors and classes geared towards that. So how did you both become kind of interested in that topic just in general of environmental sustainability? And Bridget, for you, how did you know you wanted to study that in school even? Yeah, I think growing up in the Black Hills, that's where I'm from. It's Mm -hmm. so beautiful over there. Yeah, I don't know. I grew up like doing lots of hiking. My dad after school would always take us on hikes, which I just Mm -hmm. thought was a normal thing in elementary school growing up. But I guess it's not like that's just not something that everybody has the privilege of doing growing up. And I think in that way, I just really created or developed a deep relationship with nature and the beauty that this earth offers. And I think as I I got older, I started to realize that that's a luxury, as I was kind of saying, that's limited to very many or very few. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I started in this Holt Prize, this sustainable business competition, which I'm sure we can talk about a little bit later, but I started it as a freshman. And at that time I was still in med bio, but I was kind of just a tag along on on one of these teams where we created this hypothetical business that positively impacted the planet. And as I was at this conference, I was sitting there listening to other college students pitch their ideas. And I was just Mm -hmm. so captivated by the things that people were doing to positively impact the planet. And it was kind of in that way too, that I started to realize how the impacts that we are doing today, especially in industries, are really impacting what our future generations are going to have to deal with in regards to the planet. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, it was just a very eye opening experience, my freshman year of college, where I started to really find the connection between my past and how I was raised and my love for nature and the environment, and how the reality is 
moving forward that that's not really practical for future generations if we don't fix what we're doing today. So it was kind of just in that way that I, I transitioned from that med bio path to sustainability. And it yeah. was funny to see the interconnections between biology and just the planet and the inner working systems of how everything functions in regards to creating a cleaner future. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of just, there's a lot of interconnections, but really it started yeah. with my upbringing and then that whole prize competition, which was a huge just game changer for me. Yes, yes, which we are going to talk about, which I'm so excited to hear the full story from your guys' mouths. That's going to be awesome. But um, but yeah, I always like to hear the background and even like how things in your childhood influenced you. So that's really cool. Uh, Peyton, what would you say? Yeah, I kind of grew up the same way as Bridget, mm -hmm. um, very similar to how she spent like a lot of time outdoors. Um, my parents like love camping. So I always went camping as a kid. And I just like love anything on the water, water skiing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I've always really loved being out in nature and just being connected to it. And I think there's like so much peace in just sitting outside and like staring at the different colored trees and all that kind of stuff. So I remember like even in high school, I knew I wanted to go into something to do with the environment. And I my original major was actually conservation biology mm -hmm. when I first came to USD. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do something within like helping the environment. And like, I remember just even a basic biology lesson that like we wouldn't have oxygen without plants. So like without plants, we can't have anything on earth. So mm -hmm. it's just like so important to like make sure we're keeping our planet super clean and just making sure we're reusing resources. So just from the beginning like of college, I knew I wanted to do something within that area. And I did take a sustainability class freshman year. Uh -huh. And that's where I really kind of learned to the negative effects of fast fashion. And I really started to like really love thrifting in college. So everything kind of really sparked when I started learning more yeah. about what I could do and like how I could impact um, the world positively through the environment. So I'd say just, mm -hmm. yeah, my childhood and everything I've just learned throughout the last couple of years really sparked this like love to do something good. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love to hear that. Okay. So you guys have referenced Femeno a couple times since we've been here and people might be wondering what in the world is that? So let's start kind of talking about the story of this business. And yeah, I guess first tell us how you came up with the idea of like, hey, let's make thrifting a little more accessible to people or simpler for people. Like what made you think that that was a need, I guess, to start with? Yeah, I guess the whole idea behind Fomano started when I was studying sustainability abroad my freshman year going into sophomore year summer. So I was, mm -hmm. that was kind of like my first encounter with the sustainability degree. I had just switched over and we were in Costa Rica and Monteverde. We were up in the mountains and everything that you got to wear for this month and a half, you had to carry on your back because we were like trekking up into the mountains and the bus couldn't even get up there. It was so yeah. steep. So basically I saw one of my friends wow. wearing this forget me not t-shirt, Brandy Melville. Um, it was very cute. And she wore it over and over again because we had limited clothing supply. And every time she wore it, I would comment on how much I loved this shirt. And it kind of just sparked a conversation between us about the unethical working practices of the company. And it was kind of in that way that she challenged me. She said, Bridget, you love this shirt so much. When you get back to the United States, you should just thrift it. 
So I said challenge accepted and I get back to the United States after the study abroad was over and I started thinking about ways that I could potentially track down the shirt secondhand. And I realized, okay, going mm-hmm. to in-house brick and mortar thrift shops is probably not going to be the easiest option to sift for the shirt. So let's check out online thrifting. Right. And it was kind of in that way that I started searching Brandy Melville forget-me-not t-shirt on Google and secondhand after it. I was trying to use the right keywords and all of a sudden, after a couple hours, I started to find the shirts on hundreds of online thrift shops, like different sizes, quality, prices, shipping costs, things like that. And I thought in my head, I said, mm-hmm. okay, this has taken a lot of time for me to track down the shirt, but I did find it. And I've actually found it on lots of websites. So if we're really trying to encourage people to thrift and partake in this circular economy, why isn't, why isn't it easier? Like, why can't there be a simple way for me to type in the clothing item that I want? and find it secondhand. And so that was kind of where this idea of FOMENO yeah. sparked, which we can talk about further what FOMENO really is, but that's pretty much the concept. We're trying to make thrifting clothing items and thrifting your own unique style very easy, not as time consuming, and honestly, mm-hmm. kind of just a fun, enjoyable experience. Yeah, I think that's such a cool concept because I, as you guys both know, I love thrift shopping and to me, like, it's fun to go search through a thrift shop. Like, I get joy out of that, but I know a lot of people do not, mm-hmm. like, and they just want it to be easy. Like, it's like, I just need this one item, and obviously there's no guarantee you're going to find that when you go secondhand shopping. So I think that's a really cool concept. And can you tell us, like, why thrifting specifically? I mean, obviously that whole story and just kind of your experiences where you got the idea, but tell people a little bit about the impact that secondhand shopping can have and why you think it's important. I've talked about that before on the podcast, but just in case anyone hasn't listened to those episodes or is just kind of jumping in, maybe they don't understand the huge impact that secondhand shopping can have. For sure. Secondhand shopping is like super great for the environment and it actually reduces it's like carbon footprint, water footprint, and waste footprint by 80%. So when you're buying something secondhand, you're saving all those resources because fast fashion is when people are constantly buying new clothes that are produced at this mass scale. And people are, say, buying it because it's this new summer trend, new summer fit. So they buy it, but then mm-hmm. like they only wear it for a couple months. Then it sits at the back of their closet or they end up throwing it out and then buying more clothes. So constantly buying new clothes is really using a ton of resources. Even just one cotton shirt uses the same amount of water that someone drinks over the span of three years. And jeans is 12 years. So it's a lot, just Mm. even water, like just the simplest resources that we use. And there's so many people around the world that don't have access to clean water, yet we're like putting so much into it just to make clothes. So I think there's so much that we can do to repurpose clothes and put them back into the economy, into a circular economy so that we're reselling them and finding new homes for these clothes because a lot of them, like, mm-hmm. you can still wear them. And it a lot of the styles, too, that are coming around again and being trendy now are things that people wore in, like, the 60s, 70s, 80s. And so we just mm-hmm. got to bring those clothes back into you know, people's hands now. So I think for sure, secondhand shopping is becoming a lot of people are understanding why it's so important to buy secondhand and how sustainable it is. 
So I'd say from research we've done to about 75% of millennials and Gen Zs are dedicated to finding sustainable options and realize that thrifting is becoming really trendy. So yeah, I think it's just, yeah, super interesting to see how people are hopping on this train of let's do good, let's buy secondhand and they're getting rid of that stigma against how it's dirty or not cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's cool that you mentioned like the stigma of it because I know when I was growing up, we would go to the secondhand shop maybe to like pick out Halloween costumes and like find like crazy clothes and that was kind of it. And then when I was in high school, I started thrift shopping on my own because I was like, wait, this is fun. Like you can find vintage things and like retro looking stuff and all kinds of things. And it's way cheaper than buying brand new clothes. And I think what it started as something that's trendy and for a lot of people, that's why they might go. And it's like, I didn't even realize the huge impact that this could have or how much better it was for the earth. And we have such a problem with waste with like even like what the what the stores will get rid of that doesn't sell and then even what we get rid of like I know for a lot of people it's like well I'll just donate it when I'm done with it and it's like actually donation centers are pretty overwhelmed like they have so many clothes that they end up having to throw so much away and so yeah I Mm -hmm. I love everything that you said just like the mindset of like a circular economy and keeping things going like as long as they have a life you know for sure. Yeah. And there's even companies now that take clothes that people don't even want to buy anymore and break them down into the original thread so that they can be reused to make new textiles. Mm-hmm. So there's increasingly oh, cool. technology that we can even help those ones that are just being sent to landfills. Cause you're right. So many of those secondhand shops like are overwhelmed, have to throw a bunch out. But if we can somehow partner with um, these companies that are taking these fabrics and breaking them down again then we can increase that circular economy within fashion so there's just so much that we can do and so much to learn absolutely so neat okay so tell us about Fomeno and how it works because a lot of people might be thinking like well that's a really cool concept but yeah how the heck does that work exactly Right. So Fomeno right now is a platform that offers the simplest surfing experience. Yes, that's what we're kind of marketing ourselves as. Um, You Mm -hmm. type in a clothing item that you're looking for, for example, that Brandy Melville forget-me-not t-shirt, and we'll find it for you on varying online thrift shops. Additionally, you can, we have a, a feature on the app that you can scroll through images of fashion influencers that we've been partnering with, and you can thrift outfits similar to what they're wearing. So sometimes when people go thrifting, they don't really know exactly what they want. Um, But when we showcase it to you and say, oh my gosh, this is a girl styling this super, I don't know, trendy, cute, whatever style you're looking for outfit, you can just click on the clothing items that she's wearing and we'll find you items very similar, if not the exact same to what she's styling. Just all of it is secondhand. Yeah. So we're just really trying to make this experience one like you would maybe get when you're walking into a a brand new clothing store or maybe one that you're getting on, you know, Instagram when all these influencers are showing you their cute outfits, but they're all fast fashion most of the time. So we're trying to replicate that just in more of a sustainable way. Sure. Yeah. So I know it's going to be like a mobile app, right? Or will it be something you can do on your computer too? Our first version is going to be mobile. So like we're working on building that right now. It's actually in test flight on my phone. So we're kind of just working through the bugs and trying to get it to be a really good experience at the moment. But 
we definitely plan on expanding to a, a web version. Of okay. Well. Okay. So yeah. just to make sure I'm understanding it correctly. So you basically, you guys aren't like personally like going and thrifting and finding things to resell, right? You are basically finding what's already out there on all the different online resale platforms like like eBay and Poshmark and like that kind of thing. And you're making it exactly. all in one spot. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Because there are hundreds of thousands of online thrift shops out yeah. there and they're growing like by the daily. Yeah. So we just partner with them and say, hey, we want to help you sell your inventory. Um, we want to connect it directly to the buyers who are looking for specific products. Mm-hmm. And so we just, we house their inventory basically and just connect people who are looking to buy these items directly to their website yeah. that the thrift shops are selling them on. Okay, that's so neat. Yeah, yeah. we always compare it to like a Travago or Bookings.com, but for thrifting uh, online. Yeah. So we're like that comparison engine and connecting you two. Or sometimes people say we're like the Amazon of thrifting <laughs> online. So yeah, sometimes people get it more when we call it sure, that. Sure, yeah. No, yeah, I'm, I'm tracking with you. I think that's so cool. I mean, even just for me, I'm thinking about like how many different apps I have on my phone because you have to like have a membership to all these different ones and like have an account. And it's like, man, if I could just have mm-hmm. one, that would be a lot easier. <laughs> so that's right. so neat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a cool concept. Okay. And tell us, so is there two other people on your team right now? The startup team or? Uh, we, so we have uh, myself and Bridget and then Ashlyn is also one of our co-founders. Okay. She is the head of design. She does a lot of our marketing, make sure everything looks really awesome and she does like all of our pitch decks and does a lot of the wireframes for our app so she's our go-to girl to make everything look really good and then annie lane is our head cell curator fashion curator so she is a student out of colorado state so she is a student there and she's actually from rapid city where bridget is from and she's part of the team to help recruit fashion influencers so she reaches out to a lot of people to grow our Fomento community within the fashion influencers. And it just brings great energy to the team. And then we have a, an intern for our TikTok, Maddie Labin, and she goes to our school and is a good friend of ours. So um, she's been helping out with the social media That's as well nice. and brings good um, just marketing aspects to the team. So yeah, we're looking to expand too and just keep growing the community and especially within our fashion influencers and thrift shops. So we're really about like community oriented and everyone that comes becomes part of our team is our family. And if anyone needed anything, we are, we're so ready to like help them out in any way. Mm -hmm. And um, we just love doing this. So yeah, we're just excited to keep building like this family. Yeah. I love that. I love that you have so many people in on this and like all everybody with their different strengths. That's so helpful because as you all know, running a business is no easy thing, especially if you're doing it by yourself. So it's nice that you have a team of awesome women to do that. And I have to ask from what you told me, I know, Bridget, you said you took some business classes, but it didn't sound like anybody was like a computer science person. So how the heck are you building an app? Because that sounds really complicated. <laughs> yeah, so we outsource our development. Um, okay. Right now we're uh, expanding our team and hopefully going to acquire someone to be that technical lead. But yeah. as of right now, I've just learned a lot from podcasts and we've had some really great advisors, uh-huh. um, tech advisors that we've acquired through the Holt Prize. Uh-huh. So I'll have some of those advisors sit in on these 
tech meetings with me, but a lot of it, I've just, I don't build anything, but I just advise some of the building and you just, you can learn this information if you're just willing to seek it out on the internet, which is an amazing thing, but it's kind of just cool to see how the world is kind of pivoting to be more technology friendly. And you kind of just, if you're willing to learn um, and seek out the info online, you can definitely do it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I started a podcast and I know nothing about technology, so I guess I'm a case in point with that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So you've mentioned the whole prize a few times and I'm guessing a lot of people don't know what that is. So tell us that story because that's obviously a key piece of the puzzle um, was winning this huge competition. So yeah, take us back to, to that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Hall Prize, so it's a sustainable business competition run globally. It's run on over 300,000 different campuses and teams from all across the world enter in it because they're all about tackling challenges that unite with the um, United Nations sustainability goals. Uh-huh. So each year the challenge is different. Last year it was kind of broad. It was just create a sustainable enterprise that um, impacts the world in a positive way. And the year before that, Bridget entered in that one, and it was all about creating um, jobs for the youth. So each year it's a little different, but um, they all align with things that we need to improve in the world. And so we entered in the campus um, level competition in December of 2019, Mm -hmm. so uh, a little while ago. And Bridget had asked me and Ashlyn to be a part of her team um, because it, it has to be like a team of three or four. So we entered in that and won our campus round and then made it to the regional round, which was in Boston. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of around the time when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So then the competition ended up turning virtual, but created like a pitch and made it to the top six of that round Mm -hmm. and were further questioned. And then we ended up winning that, which was like crazy because there was teams from all across North America that we were competing against, like Harvard and Vanderbilt and UCLA, just a bunch of really top schools. And so uh, it was just incredible when we got the news that we advanced to the global finals. And within that global finals, the top 30 of those 300,000 teams make it to that point. And we were in this accelerator program. And the the accelerator program is where it ended up turning into this online version Um, which was awesome too, because it was a lot longer than it was supposed to be. So usually their program is five weeks in person, but it ended up being like eight months over Zoom. Uh And we would have Zoom, yeah, Zoom calls um, almost every day. And then we had pitch Fridays every Friday in the fall. So when we came back to school, that was kind of when the meat of the accelerator program was. So we were super busy, just kind of like juggling classes, juggling athletics. And then we would be staying up like super late Thursday night, cramming in these pitches that we had to do at like 7am on Friday morning. So it was pretty wild fall for us. I'll be honest, I didn't, I didn't really go to many of my classes. (laughs) Um, I, I, I didn't study for one OCHEM exam, but still pulled off a C. So um, the the fall was the whole prize like was really cool. We had um, mentors assigned to us as well. And so we got to work with like business experts from around the world. And I didn't know anything about business before starting this. So I learned, yeah, I learned everything from the Halt Prize. And sometimes I miss that pitching like every Friday was, 
it was really exhausting and like really nerve wracking because you're pitching to these like these business experts that are judging you and we ended up getting like there was rankings every Friday too so there was a top three and a bottom three so there's this pressure to like do well and yeah it was just it was a really cool journey and in November we ended up being picked as like one of the teams to be showcased so we got to pitch in front of an audience of like over a hundred thousand people over zoom and then we ended up doing our online version of like the pitch and final proposal and in March we were awarded a hundred thousand dollars in seed capital money towards Fomeno so yeah the the competition is usually a one million dollar prize but um, because okay. of COVID this year, they split it into 10 different pieces. They actually gave 11 teams $10,000. So it was a bit more, but, or a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, not 10,000. So okay. yeah, it was, it was really cool that they gave, they split the prize into 11 ways. So then more teams got to have greater impact. And yeah, it, it was just like a really awesome opportunity that really like helped us get started because back yeah. in, October, December of 2019, this is just an idea that Bridget had. And then they yeah. kind of gave us the skills to expand this and keep growing. And yeah, I wouldn't be like here without the Holt Prize and wouldn't be in a different major without the Holt Prize either. So yeah, their their global community is really awesome. And they've become our family for sure now. Wow. That's such a crazy story. I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> Obviously, not many businesses can say that's how they got started. So That's so neat. And so it sounds like they did like a really awesome job of investing in you guys with like giving you lots of resources and business Mm -hmm. advice and all that stuff. But then they also gave you the money to do things like build the app, right? Is that right? Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah, they um, all the resources they've given and then part of the money we are using to help build the app. So yeah, they've, they've given us a great start. Yeah. And so are they like considered like investors? Like, is this money that they like will profit off of later on, like after this business really takes off? Or is it something that it's just like free money, essentially? Yeah, they do get um, 10%. So uh, they're investors and they are in like with our company for the long run and they're willing to help us out with anything. And they've really given us a lot of guidance too with this investment they make sure they help us out and um, Mm -hmm. we have to hit certain milestone goals. So it's been nice to make sure they just don't hand us a check. And then we're like, oops, we just spent all the money. Um, So it's been awesome to have them there. And they also are like great marketing for us and have a lot of resources to a ton of different companies. So if we needed to have a feature on like Earth Day Network, they could set that up. So they're super awesome about lots of stuff. Yeah. That's so cool. I yeah, like you said, like, that's another way to get your name out there even and like, like you said, you wouldn't be here if it weren't for the whole prize. And like, I wouldn't have heard of you because probably your school wouldn't have sent out that email, you know, so it's cool. that Even that's helping to spread the word. And that's really cool that they're helping to make sure this really does turn into a business that lasts, you know, not just mm-hmm. like, like you said, where it's like, congrats, you won the prize. Bye. Good luck with your business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's for cool. sure. Okay. That, that made me think of another question though. So how do you guys eventually, I mean, I know you're starting it and building it still, but eventually how does Fomeno make money? Like, do you, will you make 
some kind of commission off of like every sale from the different sites you're working with or how does that work? Yeah. So we structured our company to function off of a cost per transaction model, which basically means for every item we help a thrift shop sell, we just take a small percentage. Okay. So like the average item of an online thrifted product, like a t-shirt would be like, we usually say it's $22. So we'd take 10% of that sale, which is $2 and 20 cents. So that's kind of how we allow ourselves to stay in um, in this space yeah. and survive. It's the space of that cost per transaction. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And is that yeah. something like, let's say you were selling something on Fomento that was like originally listed on eBay, just since a lot of people know eBay. Is that something that eBay, they're the ones who pay you that? Is that how that works? Or is it yeah. like the seller? Yep. It would be eBay. Okay. Well, it's harder when it comes to these larger thrift shops that have independent sellers within them. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, a lot of our partners right now kind of house their own thrift shops, oh, okay. so it's a lot easier to create those partnerships. But yeah, that's something we've kind of been working through and trying to run some customer validation on is, yeah, who do we charge? Do we just charge the seller or with those bigger companies or would we charge the company themselves? Because at the end of the day, we are helping the seller sell their products. Yeah. So it, it's it's been something we're trying to work through, but with those bigger companies, we have a little bit more time because yeah. they're just larger companies and we're working up to some of those bigger partnerships. But yeah, we've definitely been running through a couple of different ideas on how we could potentially make enough revenue to keep this keep this going and ultimately turn a profit for Fomento. But with any startup, it's really interesting because you kind of just have to work through the different ways. Yeah. You have to try them out. And if they don't work, you try something else out and totally. so you kind of hit that. Um, that golden ticket but yeah so cost per transaction right now is our way to make okay okay makes sense okay great So if you're like me, you probably already tried to go and download the Fomento app in the App Store, and it's not ready yet, but it will be soon. Such a brilliant business idea, right? And even cooler that they won this global prize and have people from all over the world investing in their idea. I'm so in awe of these ladies for doing all of this, all while balancing school and collegiate athletics. I have so much respect for them, and I can't wait to see what happens with their business and, of course, use it myself. Can I get a whoop whoop? This was just part one of our conversation with Peyton and Bridget, so you gotta tune back in next week to hear the rest. They will be back to talk more about Fomento, like how they got the name you're probably wondering all about, and what's next for them in this business. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so that you know when part two is available. New episodes drop every Thursday, but if you subscribe to the show, you'll get a notification when it is out. You can do that on whatever app or website you're currently using to listen, and that's also where you can leave a rating and a review for the show, and where you can find the links to shop Green Kid Crafts, and also connect with me and the Filmetto team. We'd love to hear from you and hear what you thought of this episode today, and we'd also love it if you'd share it with your friends. Share it with the fashion lovers and secondhand shoppers in your life and post online that you're listening and tag us. We want to hear from you. All right, friends, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. And remember to choose secondhand whenever you can. Remember to support those small and minority-owned businesses and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out.